Okay. I think we got this going now. Hey, I'm Matt with SoSinsy. We've been having some issues recently with the stream and things like that. But I think we got it now. I think we're live. I look live. According to my according to my phone, I look live. So hey, I hope you had a great weekend. Uh we were off last week because I just could not wake up every day. I was so exhausted and tired. But now we're here and we're back into it and we're getting back into that rhythm. And I'm excited. Next week will be a little bit of a challenge because we're going to be teaching. We're going to be teaching late. We're going to be all over the greater Cincinnati area. And so that'll be that'll be exciting. But also coming up as we as I start to break this down, we got the March coming up beginning March one, which is next Wednesday. No. That's not right. I think I still got two weeks. I think we still got two weeks. No, it's next week. Yeah, next Wednesday. Oh, that's right. February short. I forgot. February is 28 days. But yeah, so next Wednesday, I'll have all details coming up this Wednesday on what the March is. But if I were to give you a 10-second preview of what the March is, the March is an opportunity for you, the month of March, to grow more, what's the word I'm looking for? Not deliberately, more intentionally in your relationship with Jesus, which includes Bible reading, prayer, and that's about it. <laughs> it's a very, just, but it's a simple, it's going to be a simple challenge, a simple little uh, fun thing that we will do together as a group. There will be, um, Scripture to read, to focus on during the week. That won't be too intense or too long, but um, we'll be all going through this together. Um, there won't be, there there may not be, I don't know, I haven't figured all that out. There may not be streams going on with it, but there will be videos that will go, will come up every, every so often. And so uh, those will only be available if you sign up for the March. So you got to sign up for the March to get the videos because those will be unlisted here on YouTube. But let's go ahead and get right into it because I've spent way too much time talking about this. So we are in Ephesians 5 today. Ephesians 5, 1 through 17. And we're asking ourselves the question because the stream screwed up. And made me big mad because it just wouldn't load. But the question we're asking today, will God allow our disobedience and adultery to go unpunished? And so this is coming again from a great resource. This is coming from the New City Catechism. Catechism just means, I don't know what it means, questions and answers. <laughs> but this is a way for you to... Be able to ask questions, or if someone asks you questions, they will give you a great way, a great answer with the scripture to go with it. And so that comes from Ephesians 5. So this is New Living Translation, so let's go ahead and jump into it. So, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. 
live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, arise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And that is our passage for today. So, Will God, what was the question again? Will God allow our disobedience and idolatry should go unpunished? Which is a, it's a, it's a great question. It really is. So let's hop right back into it. Let's go back up to verse one. We're going to ask ourselves the question, what does this say about God? About Jesus, about his plan. And so it reads right there in verse 2. Live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Live a life filled with love. The question then becomes, what is a life filled with love? What is a life filled with love? What is your definition of love? Is this a a love that is full of grace with no truth so that you accept whatever, whatever appropriate behaviors? Is this a love that is all truth and no grace? It's the opposite of that. What do you, what do you put up with in a, in a life filled with love? What do you cut out in a life filled with love? Those would be some great questions to start with. And it's simple. And we just celebrated Valentine's day last week. So happy Valentine's day. But if you were to go to first Corinthians, right? Wherever that's at in the Bible. There we go. First Corinthians. This is like the go-to scripture for explaining what love is. 
and I feel like I just talked about this in another podcast, but right here, love is patient and kind, is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude, it does not demand its own way. It's not irritable, keeps the record of being wronged, does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So that would be one starting place for where you could go for what is biblical love. Right? Where else could you go for biblical love? You go to Ephesians 5.25 through 29. We're going to go back to our, our verse in Ephesians. Now this is coming in a relationship, a, a marriage relationship context. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. She will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it just as Christ cares for the church. So what is, again, what is love? It's a it's a sacrificial thing. You do it to present someone glorious without spot or any blemish so that that person can be holy and without fault. Love them the way you love your own body. So if you do something for yourself, if you do something for yourself, that you have to do. That would think. I would think that. You should. Love that person. In the same way. Example. I love coffee. I don't love coffee. I, 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 I enjoy coffee. I, I drink a lot of coffee. I enjoy coffee. I would make sure that my wife, Kristen, comes on the podcast every once in a while. Resolution, get her on the podcast more. I would want to sacrifice my time and talents to make sure that she also has great coffee that she can enjoy. That would be love. Right? I think so. And so if you're looking for more, keep reading. Follow the example of Christ. So what was Christ's example? Christ was full of grace and truth. Christ did not accept everything. And he was not always harsh and blunt and Tell it like it is, like some people like to do. I'm not saying, I'm not thinking anyone specifically. I'm just saying some people, you probably know these people. 
they say, oh, I'll tell you the truth. That's just how it is. I don't care how you feel, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I get it. You're irritating, but I get it. He would tell a person, you are you are holy and you are and you are this and that and you are wonderful and you are great, but go and sin no more. It was it was grace and truth. And what I noticed when I was reading this is that it says here, he offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So for us, offer ourselves as a sacrifice, as a pleasing aroma to God. I've never smelled, well, let me put it in context. I have smelled, I have smelled animals because I, obviously I, I cook meat. Like I'll, like I'll, I'll grill. I'm not the best grill cook, but I can, I can make a pretty good burger. I can make a pretty decent burger. I don't know what like animal, like animal sacrifice. I don't know what it smelled like. Like when you kill the animal, I, I would imagine it probably smells good. I don't think it stinks. But you ever smell like burnt hair? Like burnt hair stinks. It does. And so this example, Christ's sacrifice, right? The the burning sacrifice in, in that same kind of uh, illustration, not saying that Christ was burned, but in that same kind of vein, in that same kind of idea, the sacrifice, because in, in, in those times they had to provide animal sacrifices as that. And so those, those sacrifices may or may not have been a pleasing aroma to God because it, it tells in, in the Bible times where people sacrifice, like I think like Cain and Abel, like I can't remember which, I never remember which one's which, but one brother brought a, brought a, his sacrifice to the Lord and the Lord was like, yeah, it's Okay. But the other one was like he bought like the best of the best of his sacrifice. And so it pleased the Lord. So that's kind of like the dichotomy, right? And so Christ's sacrifice was the ultimate pleasing aroma. A pleasing aroma to God. Offered himself. And so what does this then say about humans? And it lays out how we are supposed to be, which this is the most this is, let me be honest. This is why sometimes I don't like the Bible. <laughs> Cause it just, it just lays out, Hey, let there be no sexual. And it's not because I want to be sexually immoral. It's not that it's not what I'm saying. But in verse four, obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God, man. I am a young man. It's not an excuse. But young men will tell coarse jokes, obscene stories, foolish talk. And we and we do it in humor. And we laugh about it, but it's like scripturally, man. It like lays it says like these are not for you. But it doesn't tell you like it doesn't say, okay, now now stop doing that. It's that it replaces it. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Why? Because verse five and six are answer to will God let disobedience and, and things go unpunished? The answer is you can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. 
For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. If you wanted more of a study. I would look into seeing what, and I'm not going to go into it here. I would look into it and what it means by the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Here's some questions that I would seek out. Is the anger of God a salvation question? Is the, is, is the anger of God a, Oh my gosh. Is that a, is that a punishment? I don't know. I don't know how to, but I, I, I think that, I think that's just that first question. I think that'd be fine. Is the anger of God, is that a, like a sal, is that a salvation issue? Like, cause I'm not saying that a person will become unsaved. I'm just, I'm just saying like the, you know, I'm I'm just trying to get at what does if you if you accept Christ and he he covers the sins. Does that like does this apply, the anger of God, or is this like people who are don't put their faith in God? Is this an application to them? I don't know. That's that's where I would I would start and I would I would hang out at and and those kinds of those kinds of things. Cause I'm, I'm that it would just be, that would lead me to want to study that more. And it goes on to say, and it says, don't participate in these things that these people do. Once you were full of darkness. So if you were, if you're a Christ follower, if you identify with Christ, once you were full of darkness, it says in verse eight, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. The light within you, the Holy Spirit, produces only what is good and right and true. And you have to figure out, determine what pleases the Lord. And I'll share this before we get to our last things. I don't watch much TV. I watch very, very little TV. When I do watch TV, it's it's The Office. And I had I have like four shows that I watch. The Office. Used to be How I Met Your Mother, Game of Thrones, and Breaking Bad. I don't watch Breaking Bad anymore because it's it's over. It's now Better Call Saul, but I don't watch Better Call Saul. Now, I don't know if this is God just working me and like not having a desire to watch TV anymore. I don't know. But we were watching how I met your mother religiously, like, Oh, and parks and let me throw parks and rec in there too. So the office, how I met your mother parks and rec three shows that we had on a continual loop in our house. The office, we still do parks and rec. We still do for whatever reason, how I met your mother. Maybe it's because I hated the way the, the show ended. But that was a show we watched. Chris and I watched religion, like like 
on a continual basis. We would watch it multiple multiple times through. For whatever reason, I think she was the first one to bring it up. She was like, you know, I don't feel comfortable watching How I Met Your Your Mother anymore because of the the crudeness of it. And so I was like, okay. So she didn't watch it. I I continued to watch it. But over time, like over the over the course of like a week, maybe two, like I I would sit with what she was think what she was saying, and I was like I was like oh, I think she might be right. And this is not to say that people who watch shows like this should stop watching. This is not this is this is your own personal journey that you have to decide. You have to carefully determine as verse ten says. Verse 10 says, you have to carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Right? So if it's Game of Thrones, oof, that's gonna be a hard that's gonna be a hard one for me. That I'm gonna honestly I would have to pray over and be like, God, if you don't want me watching Game of Thrones anymore, like <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be tough. But um but we just stopped watching How I Met Your Mother. And we we've not had a desire to watch it. And I, if I was a betting man, I would think he would probably do the same with The Office. Because of the course joke, and I would say that maybe not. I don't know because The Office doesn't really have like that course of jokes, but you never know. But Game of Thrones is a different thing because it's got the it's got boobs in it, it's got butts, it's got the occasional penis in it. Which I don't, whatever, because they want it because it's it's HBO. They want to throw out the sex to draw you in, but Game of Thrones has great. Now, here's my plea: if you are a TV producer and you're somehow listening <laughs> to this streamer podcast, may I present to you the Old Testament? Could you please make? A Game of Thrones like show that is based off the Old Testament so that I can stop watching Game of Thrones and not be corrupted, basically, as as Ephesians 5 says. Because there's great stories that are very similar to Game of Thrones in the Old Testament. They really are. Like you read through like with the stories, like, like, could you imagine how like with the popularity of the chosen and what they've done? Like that compelling storytelling with like Daniel in the lion's den or or David and Goliath, like like a dope David and Goliath, like the in the Game of Thrones, where Tyrion was on trial and he would want to trial by combat and he had his champion and he had to go and his champion had to go up against the mountain. That was a dope scene. That was a dope fight scene that ended awesome. Could you imagine? I'm getting excited. Could you imagine the production value that could go into something like a like a fight between David and Goliath, where David throws the stone, it hits Goliath in the head. Spoiler alert: if you haven't read the story, it hits David or hits Goliath in the head. Goliath falls. David goes up, grabs the dude's sword. The music has stopped because it's been like this 
dun, 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 bum, 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 as they're like fighting and duking out and stuff. But then the they go, and you just, boom, boom, and he falls back. And the and it's silent, and, and the crowd's watching because you got the Palestinian armies, you got the Israeli army. They're they're watching and they're silent, they're in shock. And you just hear that's those are the footsteps. I'm, I'm giving you the production value. And he goes, tut, 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 and, he goes whoosh, and he pulls out Goliath's sword, and he goes, and he cuts off Goliath. Like that would be a dope show if the people of Game and Thrones did that. That would be awesome. And so my plea to God is that can you replace the things that I enjoy with something that is holy and glorifying to you? Because he did it with music. 2012. I love all types of of music, rap music, NWA, Eminem, all that stuff. But back then, God was like, I want you to give this up. And I'm like, okay, you want me to give this up? Replace it. And that's where I discovered a lot of like CHH artists, like uh, a lot of uh, Christian rock artists, things like that. And that was because before 2012, there really wasn't much out there. So if you have something that is holding on to you and you don't want to give it up, Say, say, God, I'll, I'll give this up. Can you replace it with desires for something else that is, is holy and, and glorifying to you? Verse 17, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Say, God, will you give me something to replace? I like this show a lot. I like this music a lot. I like this entertaining thing a lot. It's not the best for me, and it does not glorify you. But can you lay something in my lap that will replace that? I think that's a fine prayer. I really do. I would have no problem being like, if I was a, a pastor, I'd be like, you like this show? You like Real Housewives? You like, I'm not saying Real Housewives is terrible. or a bad show. You shouldn't watch it. I'm not saying that. But if there's something keeping you, Asking the question, like, hey, or saying the prayer, will you give me something to replace this that brings you glory and honor and you would be pleased with it? Because that's the ultimate question is, will you do something that <laughs> will you give me something that, that pleases you? And that's where we'll wrap up today. Oh, goodness. Who needs to hear what we talked about? Who can you share Ephesians 5 with? How can you encourage someone today? That's always the question at the end. Because be, don't just take this stuff in, but get it out to other people. So, again, I'm Matt with SoCincy. Connect with us on social media everywhere at SoCincy. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And we'll see you around. We love you. Hope you have a great week. And we'll see you on Wednesday. Peace.